Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hour number two, the Watchdog Morning Show. Lots of conversation yet to go this morning. Lots of conversation already under our belt. Anywhere along the way you want to have your say, you know what to do. Use the text line. Frio Stack Auction Service text line is 304 214 Frio Stack Auction Service phone line is 304-232-8255. Call us, text us, whatever works for you is just absolutely fine. And uh, you can be part of the program. You can share with us uh, what you are thinking. Right now, 55 degree, 57, pardon me, the temperature has risen a little bit at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 57 at the airport, 53 at the Highlands, 52 in Elm Grove, and we've dropped one degree here uh, at 54 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny today, nice temperature, mid to upper 70s today. Cloudy tomorrow, be in the upper 60s, maybe some rain coming in on Sunday. Beginning of the week next week, we sunny and clouds kind of mix. So we're t- tomorrow's the first day of fall, and I guess we're going to feel like fall. 8, 10 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Yesterday, I shared with you um, a social media post that the folks from um, Bubba's Burgers at the Highlands uh, put up there. And I thought it was a very positive way of saying, hey, help us out. The folks at Bubba's said, listen, um, we've had a terrible September. Business is bad. Uh, we need to do something. We want, to, we want advice. What do we do? And they said they opt suggest, and they put out a new menu. They said we kept the prices low. We, we did trivia nights. We've done a number of things. What do you think we should do? And the social media folks responded. Uh, some had some criticism, not so much for Bubba's, but the location is a bad place, for example. The two-mile hill traffic is always a problem. So you got those things. But then people said, well, you need to improve your service a little bit. You need to do this, you need to do that. Maybe better marketing, better signage, and so on. And Bubba said, ah, okay, thank That's what we wanted. We wanted ideas. Thank you for that. Now, another restaurant here in the Upper Ohio Valley, and I will not mention the name, but if you follow social media, you it, it was, lots of folks were paying attention to this last night, but I, I don't want to, because I'm, I'm not going to be particularly supportive of this, of this approach, but I, I also don't want to be the guy who kicks somebody when they're down. Apparently last night there was a show at the Capitol, Bob, a comedy show. I, I didn't know that. This is part of that whole thing where we old folks don't pay attention to some of this kind of stuff. So uh, the restaurant said, you got a show at 7 p.m. You decide to hit the top spot in town to eat. A little arrogance there. Um, Know that everyone else is coming with you. Um, Make sure you're there by 5 p.m. And if the rest of you isn't on time, you might want to order. Our kitchen was slammed tonight. 
And those who were waiting on people that didn't get there and get their order until 6, it was tough. We had some take their food to go, some cancel. We had to throw food away. It's tough to execute a restaurant like ours. We're thankful for the business and the patience we had. Uh, but here's the point. All I'm saying is you people need to plan better. You've got to plan better. Preparation and planning is huge in everything we do. And so if, if you're going to be at a, doing a, a show and you want to get a dinner, you need to, you need to plan better. Don't, don't come you know, expecting food so quickly. Now, part of me, I mean, I get that. Part of me gets that. It was the way he responded to the response that bothers me. Because several people said, um, maybe you should plan better. Maybe you should think about the fact that it's a, a show night and there are going to be a lot of extra people coming as opposed to your typical uh, Thursday night. Maybe you should consider putting a limited menu out or putting reservations only out or having two seatings. A variety of different suggestions. I, I don't know if any of those would be good or bad. Here's one person who said, I've never seen restaurants that don't pivot and adjust for volume. You can't run the same business model on game or show nights that you do on a regular night. Every place fails to accommodate heavy traffic if they don't plan ahead of time. You have to be prepared. Uh, you, you need to spend time planning and anticipating the customer's foolishness. That's right. You gotta, the customers aren't always going to be thinking ahead of time. Your job is to think about the fact they're probably going to be stupid. No offense to customers. Um, and plan it. Okay, that the, the 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 concern the owner raised, legitimate response. That was one of many many responses. Very good. But then he goes on to respond. He responds to the response. Yeah, and instead of doing what Bubba's did, which is thank you for the advice and suggestions, he says we didn't do anything wrong. It's the customer's fault. We don't need to plan for them. They need to plan for us. Wow. I mean, it's just. And, and guess what, Howard? I have a response, and I'm going to uh, follow the lead, and I'm not going to mention anybody's name either. But I have eaten at that restaurant. I took you to lunch there one time, and there is a deck, and we sat on the deck, and you really enjoyed yourself. It I was did. hot. The nice lady came out. She had, she adjusted our umbrella. Remember that? I, took, I took the about, sun yeah, off right. of us. It was really comfortable, and it was a good experience until they brought me my food. And I swear everything I'm about to tell you is a hundred percent truthful i had a cheeseburger and fries i couldn't eat it the 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 toasted bun which i appreciate looked like a hockey puck it was <laughs> solid black and that is not an exaggeration that is a complaint that is the truth i couldn't eat it did i cause a commotion i did not because I just don't believe in that. You know, I, I don't ask to see the manager. I just didn't eat my food. And I never said anything about it other than to Howard because he went on and on about how much he <laughs> enjoyed his lunch. And I said, did you look at my cheeseburger that I left there? So back at you, buddy. Look, there's, we all we, can improve. We you know, all can. This particular restaurateur had gone to social media a couple of months ago and complained because his business was slow. And he blamed the people. He said, well, we, we, we're a restaurant, and we've opened this up and put a lot of money into it. Why aren't you coming? Nobody's coming here. I think we talked a little bit about it at the time. You know, there are a lot of reasons for it. Business was slow. It's too slow. Last night's too busy. Pick one. 
and, and I'm what? never going back ever because of the food that you served me. And okay, we all make mistakes, but I'm not exaggerating about this bun. The only way the cook couldn't have noticed that if if he was a handicap, he didn't have you know vision. I don't know. Is there cooks that can't see? Because that <laughs> yeah. is what you served me up. That's why I'm never going back to your restaurant. Yeah. I, I enjoyed my food there. I I, I thought it was very good. But and again, I'm not going to say where. But uh, I, it's the attitude, and it's the difference in attitude. That's what gets to me here. I, again, the owner of this particular place responded by basically saying, "Everything I said is true." Some people just don't know how to come to a restaurant properly. Just basically saying, you people don't know what to do. Other posters gave them advice. And it was pleasant. Nobody, as far as I know, I think I read everything, nobody was mean and nasty about it. They said, well, you know, really, you got to plan for this. If you're going to have, if it's a busy night, you need to plan ahead of time. But the owner did not seem to take any responsibility. He kept saying, we did everything right. We did it all right. And then when somebody said, you know, maybe you shouldn't take the social media like this, someone said, well, I have the guy says, I've got a right to express myself. Now, I want to contrast that. Me too. I, got, I want to contrast that with how Bubba, uh, Bubba's Burgers responded. Again, he was very polite. Bubba said, hey, listen, business is atrocious. We've done a few things. I don't know what else to do. What do you think we should do? People had some, some criticism, said your service a bit slow and so on. Uh, others made other suggestions. And here's how Bubba responded in what we talked about yesterday. Let me start by saying thank you. I appreciate all the feedback we got. Your feedback has been invaluable. As a small locally owned business, we're thankful for the chance to serve you here in the Upper Ohio Valley. Service. Let me put it simple. We have to do better. We heard you say that service wasn't as good as it should be. We're going to do better. There's no excuse for bad service ever. This is from Bubba. We have now spoken about this in great detail. We're working with our team to do even better. Marketing, something we talked about. Baba, in his response, says, we have a marketing solution in place. that will make a huge difference. More on that to come. Um, we have a busy Saturday scheduled for this weekend, says this Bubba's. And so our GM is bringing everybody in. We're going to overstaff to be prepared for the, for the crowd. So we'll be ready for what we hope to be an even busier day. I can't thank you enough. It's not about me. It's about my amazing team. It's about how we can serve you. Now, way that's go, the Bubba. way Bubba took it. Yes, way to go. You know, he didn't say, well, I, you, you people need to plan better. It's your now, fault, Howard. Let me tell you, to some extent, that's right. I mean, you can't expect to, on a show night, if there's a lot of people out and about, you can't expect to go to a nice restaurant at 6 o'clock and get to a show at 7. I, I understand that. It's the attitude that bothers me. And you know what kept going through my mind as I was reading this, uh, Bob, and I think I may have mentioned this yesterday? Our old friend Charlie Schlegel. And the one line that I will always remember from Charlie Schlegel, feedback is a gift. Charlie never complained if someone complained. In fact, if you didn't complain when Charlie was running the Alpha, he would say, why didn't you tell me? Well, I don't want to bother. No, feedback is a gift. How do I get better? If you don't tell me what's wrong. So I, I, I was thinking about that. But it's, it's all a question of attitude. And I'm not, I don't want to pick on this. I really don't. I don't want to pick on it. But the contrast between yesterday's and today's, just amazing to me. In one case, Bubba says, hey, bad business is down. What can we do? Here's what we've done. Give me some suggestions. People give 700 responses to the Bubba's thing. 
uh, gave him some suggestions. And what did he do? He said, thank you. I'm going to take, those advi- I'm going to take that advice. The other one, when he got suggestions, he said, well, you're wrong about that. It's not my fault. It's your fault. Don't blame the customer. You know what? The customer may not always be right, but the customer is always right. <laughs> you know? And I hear you and I hear Charlie, but the thing that I've never done, Howard, and I don't think I'll ever do it, not just I'm not picking on the, the restaurant that we're kind of talking about here without naming them. I've never sent food back and expected them to either fix it or give me new food. I've never done that one time in my life because I'm kind of afraid what what what, what they might send back to me. You know, okay, you don't like this? Well, try this. Am, am I wrong thinking that, Howard? Well, I think you are. I, I don't think that happens very often. I, 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 have, I never send food back, but only because I understand problems. I will tell them there was a problem. This food is not really what I expected. Uh, unless it's absolute crap, and I don't think I've ever done. I don't think I've ever done that. Um, and they'll say, "Well, we'll take it back." And, you know, no, no, that's fine. It's okay. I, I'm okay with it. I just want you to know. I used to say, "I want you to tell the chef, tell the chef this isn't cooked the way I asked it to be cooked." That kind of thing. Um, but my point is, it, don't blame the customer. Just don't blame the customer. Uh, and when somebody, when you, when you, when you go and ask for suggestions. And you get them, listen to them. Don't say, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. No. Listen to what the people say. And I got to tell you, just speaking my personal opinion, everybody that responded everything I read on this social media page about this particular account, they, they were polite, but they gave really good suggestions. And it basically was, don't complain about people not planning for a show night. You need to plan for a show night. You need to plan when you know it's going to be busier. You need to limit your, just at some point say, I'm sorry, we're full. Can't take any more reservations. Or have two seatings. Or many things could be done. Or how about another place? Let's plan on going to somewhere else. Well, that's <laughs> 8.22 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, two of our biggest family restaurants, not local but franchise restaurants, are still not recovered from the, pandemic, from the pandemic, according to a story I read yesterday, which kind of surprises me. And I want to share some of that with you coming up next as we continue some food talk here. 8.30, we'll head over to uh, Uniglobal High Valley Travel for our travel show, reviewing Route 66 once again, and also taking a look at some Christmas trips coming up and uh, anticipating getting back with John McCabe for our newspaper roundtable coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. All coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hi, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival on Metro News Talk. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. 
If you're looking for an affordable hotel with comfortable accommodations and a friendly staff, make sure to book your stay at Sleep In and Suites in Moundsville. It's a non-smoking hotel with an experience that is comfortable and soothing. With no shortage of comfy, floppy pillows on a cozy bed, you're sure to have a great night's sleep. They also offer complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi. They have tons of amenities, and they're located in the heart of Moundsville. Book a room now at sleepinmoundsville.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com WV for more information, or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuardWestVirginia. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Bryson, you can go to Ohio Valley Travel coming up in about five or six minutes, uh, and also John McCabe and I kicking around the Ohio Valley News of the Week coming up in the next hour of the show. So that's what we have to look forward to. We're talking a little food talk here. Uh, we do it quite a good bit because, well, uh, Bob and I like food, so that's why we talk a lot about food. This story that uh, came to me from CNN last night somewhat surprises me because I am in the group that they say is causing a problem, and I certainly do stop not. Stop doing that, Howard. Yeah, I should stop doing that. Apparently, several of the casual dining family franchises, specifically Cracker Barrel and Olive Garden, say they've been having a hard time getting the 55-plus crowd and even the 65-plus more to come back after the pandemic, that their sales to the older folks, Nancy, I mean, certainly during the pandemic, although actually with Olive Garden, they had a great takeout system. We we still took Olive Garden even during the pandemic. But uh, we, Cracker Barrel, I go to Cracker Barrel once a week. I love that fried catfish. Oh, I want that cat, grilled catfish, not fried. The grilled catfish. In fact, hmm, hmm. Wait a minute. Now I'm thinking about dinner tonight. Um, we go to Cracker Barrel frequently, Olive Garden as well. Uh, we're well over 65, but according to the CNN story, um, both of these restaurants and others of that type are claiming that since the pandemic, the older folks, we folks like me, have not come back. Uh, I don't know what we're staying away for. I mean, the pandemic is long gone. I get it during the pandemic, but apparently we haven't uh, started going back. I like the experience at Cracker Barrel, especially in wintertime when they have that uh, fireplace blazing, Howard. I, I really dig that. But for some reason, I just don't. It's it, it's one of those places that I just don't think about very often. And uh, the other one, I'm just not a big fan. Uh, Italian, I'm a Figueredi's guy. I'm not an Olive Garden guy. Well, I, I mean, obviously, Figueredi's is the is the local guys. But I, I like Olive Garden. We go to Olive Garden a good bit. We still take out a lot. We go in a lot. I, I'm, but and 
thinking quickly. Maybe not quite as much as we did before the pandemic, but 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 there's no there's no effort to stay away. And Cracker Barrel we go to frequently. Now, like you, for a long time, it kind of was off my radar screen. I don't know why. Then once it got back on my radar screen, again, my wife will say, you know, well, where do you want to go? And she knows what I'm thinking. So I say, well, honey, where do you want to go? You want to go to Cracker Barrel, don't you? I do. <laughs> See, when I think of Cracker Barrel, I think of solely dinner. Sit down and have a big dinner. I don't think of them for lunch, Howard. And I guess that's my fault. Well, I tend to, I think what I have is a dinner. It's their, their, their grilled fish, uh, grilled catfish with dumplings, hash browns. We get a salad, biscuits and stuff, you know, but um, I, I tend to cracker for those who care. At Cracker Barrel, I tend to get either the fried catfish. I keep saying fried. It's not fried. The grilled catfish. Or the Southern Fried Chicken. They have absolutely the best Southern Fried Chicken. I don't get that for one reason, one reason only. They actually have more than I can eat. And that's that's unusual, but I can't eat all the Southern Fried Chicken they put on my plate. And the reality about uh, Cracker Barrel is it's one of the fa- very few franchises that did not make a go of it up at, uh, at the Highlands. They tried. Not, yeah. I, and I would say not the best location, kind of away from everybody else. But uh, they closed down. They 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 did not uh, stick yeah. around up there. Yeah, that was and and did so suddenly, as you remember. <laughs> Employees showed up one day with a sign on the door that said, "Go home. We ain't here no mo no mo. We ain't here no mo." Uh, at any rate, I just I thought this was an interesting story. It's uh, it was a CNN story. I may have posted this online. I'm not sure. Um, COVID spooked older customers away from Cracker Barrel and Olive Garden. Some are not coming back. Well, that ain't me. I am going back. To both of those places, and frankly, just pr- pretty much every restaurant around. I go, I'm I'm back to every place now. I, we we stayed away for a while during COVID, but now we're uh, we're pretty big on going out and eating uh, some of our old traditional places and some new places too. It's eight thirty one twenty nine till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Last two weeks when I was away, we had some great food, diner food, yes, because it was Route sixty six, but really some nice meals and fairly classy places too. We'll talk about our food stops. And our tourist stops and more about Route 66 when Bill Bryson joins us coming up next. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 22nd. Jefferson County officials are still searching for an escapee from the Eastern Ohio Correction Center in Wintersville. Authorities say 38-year-old Brian Mosher signed out of EOCC and was scheduled to visit family in Midvale. He was last seen leaving EOCC wearing a black hat, black shirt, blue jeans, and brown boots. Authorities say if you see him, do not approach him. Anyone with information regarding Brian's whereabouts is asked to contact the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office or their local authorities. And an industrial gas manufacturer, Messer, is paying a $1.9 million civil penalty for violating its Clean Water Act permit and the West Virginia Water Pollution Control Act. Messer's permit imposed limits of the discharge of specific pollutants, including copper, aluminum, iron, residual chlorine, and others. Court documents say Messer exceeded permit limits when it discharged pollutants into the Ohio River on at least 186 occasions since February of 2016. The documents say Messer must also take steps to prevent future violations. And President Biden issued an executive order to hold Norfolk Southern accountable for the East Palestine train derailment. The president is directing FEMA to appoint a federal disaster recovery coordinator to oversee long-term recovery efforts in East Palestine and nearby communities. The EPA is also being asked to provide a report to the president on the status of the air, soil and water 
qualities that are being monitored and whether Norfolk Southern continues to meet its obligations to the community by covering all cleanup costs. And the St. Clairsville Area Chamber of Commerce held its annual dinner at Dowler Hall at Belmont College. The dinner was sponsored by WVU Wheeling Hospital. This year's keynote speaker was head basketball coach Jim Crutchfield from Nova Southeastern University, a former West Liberty head basketball coach. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. This Tech head football coach Joey McGuire knows all about Mountaineer Field and the crowd that comes with it. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. Hello and welcome to The Kroger Show. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home, giving you more time to enjoy your tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Mountaineer football team opens up its 12th season in the Big 12 Conference tomorrow afternoon as Texas Tech pays a visit, West Virginia closing out a very rare three-game homestand. The Mountaineer crowd was absolutely fantastic in helping the Mountaineers knock off the Pitt Panthers last Saturday. Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire knows all about Mountaineer Field and the crowd that comes with it, and he says silencing the Mountaineer faithful is a huge key in tomorrow's game because, quite simply, they're not at home anymore. You know, at home, you kind of have your juice crew, you know, which is great for college football. You have that group that has the tire and they're jumping around before the kickoff and everything. On the road, you don't. So you've got to do a good job of bringing your own energy. It's something we're going to talk about. It's uh it's an environment that uh, is going to be a lot of fun to play in if you're a college football player and a fan because they are uh, – fanatics you know whenever you're talking about their fan base it's going to be a hostile environment and, and so just keep talking about pulling closer together but you got to play well you know um whenever we played well against iowa state we were able to kind of quiet the crowd and um so you got to play well early to hopefully quiet the crowd a little bit and not let them have the momentum that's texas tech head coach joey mcguire our pregame coverage tomorrow begins at 12 30 with the gomart mountaineer tailgate show we'll give you a preview of west virginia and texas tech and then the ball will go into the air just after 3 30 tomorrow afternoon join us here on msn that is today's mountaineer report it's been brought to us by kroger the official grocer of wvu athletics i'm tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Ready for your next adventure? Then head on into your local Toyota dealer where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense or the spacious RAV4 turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now explore Toyota like never before with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. 
Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit. Building upon strong traditions. Pioneering medical care. Moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Delivering the right care. Right place. Right time. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Trio and Stack. Auction service. We sell the earth and everything on it. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops. Well, he is, without a doubt, the traveling man. Bill Bryson, the captain of the Uniglobe Ohio Valley Travel Team, is here with us this morning. So just finished up uh, basically two weeks on Route 66. Came in, took a deep breath. You're off to Europe now? <laughs> yeah. We got a good, uh, good number of people um, headed on a European, Northern Europe river, or not river cruise, just a regular ocean cruise. We're going to start in London. We've got um, England, Scotland, um, Ireland, and uh, I think we end up in Amsterdam. So, starts tonight. Georgette had some of the groups. She left last night. So, so you had so many people you had to do two, two, two groups? Yeah, we've got uh, some chose to go one day early, some chose to go two days early. Georgette has the two, I've got the one. It was a heck of a trip, Route 66. Boy, we hit so many. It didn't feel like we were too crowded or too cramped or too busy, but boy, did we hit a lot of places on that trip. We did. Um, I think we were nine days on the route and then the tenth day coming home. But uh, this typed up for for my notes about 25 or more key stops along the way, including some of your restaurant favorites. Um, Just all sorts of things that we uh, ran into. It seemed like each day was different. It wasn't just more of the same. Uh, I think that's what made this one uh, pretty interesting. One of the things, we talked about this on the trip, you and I did. One of the things that I noticed about Route 66, the historic Route 66 preservation efforts are underway, all the way from Chicago, 2,448 miles to the Santa Monica Pier. But individual towns each have a different way they're trying to preserve the legacy of Route 66. Uh, right. Some of them are doing a very good job. Some of them, maybe not so much. Um, but uh, 
the ones that we're looking at, we go to are the ones that have done a pretty good job and there's something there to see and, and do and um, maybe restaurants that uh, were there like that Delgadio's, uh, that was kind of cool. Um, we didn't have a meal there, but I think some people did get a snack. That's in Tucumcari. <laughs> no, no, that's in Seligman. Seligman, it was. Tucumcari is an interesting place. Once upon a time, I believe I'm right, one of the, the, the epicenter of hotels and, and right. motels and restaurants and so on. It was the place on 66 where, and now basically nothing left. Right, and you can see probably 25 or so abandoned hotels, hotel signs and stuff as you drive down the main street of uh, Tucumcari. Others, like Kingman, I think have done a good job, and they've got a lot of um, uh, stuff from 66. they got a museum and all that, but um, um, they've done a better job at maybe keeping all that stuff alive. And um, then every once in a while something jumps out, which is totally different. I did not know what Oatman was until we pulled into town. Now, it was on our list. Okay, we're going to Oatman. Okay. We were going through the desert. It wasn't a paved road on the way in. We we're kind of traveling through some, you know, what looked like almost back roads. And and we pulled into town, and I see what looks to me to be a, a kind of an old town. I see some people working there. I'm thinking, oh, man, this is some town that's dead, and they're going to hate to see tourists come in. And this, I think we're just going to be an intrusion in their town. They're going to make fun of us. Turned out it was it was one of the best stops on the trip. Yeah, and uh, you know who was really excited to see the tourists? The Burroughs. The Burroughs, <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> there were about five of them that were uh, in town. I guess they said, the lady told me there's nine of them that have names and come in regularly. Um, and then, of course, on the way out of town, we ran into another dozen. Uh, that we want to get on the highway. bus, apparently. <laughs> yeah, when Brett opened the bus door, that one, uh, <laughs> if he could have got on, he would have he jumped right on with us. Uh, and that was neat to see him. But it turned out it's an old-fashioned western town, what you would see on Gunsmoke or something. I kept expecting Miss Kitty and Marshall Dillon to show <laughs> up. Um, and yet they've made it. The, the uh, Oatman Hotel, where we had lunch, Great food, good service. They they knew what they were doing. It wasn't some kind of, you know, they weren't just slapping things together. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. That was one of the better service restaurants that we came across. Um, some, of them, some of them want the business and tell you, yeah, we can do this. And others say, yeah, we, we can do this. And they really mean it. And uh, the Oatman Hotel was pretty good. What I noticed before I leave food Almost, and I think in this case, all, I think maybe last year there were one or two that weren't quite that way. They, every restaurant slash diner slash food establishment really worked hard to service us as a group of 50. I mean, there was the, I forget the name of the diner we went to, uh, small diner. So he put, he put seats outside for us yeah. and, and, and served us outside and food was good. It was fun to do, but they, they worked hard at making the customer happy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, some of them were themed at Mr. D's in Kingman. That lunch, uh, they turned that around pretty good. That was a Route 66 diner with some old cars outside and everything. That was pretty cool. Um, big Boy, we get to the oldest The big oldest boy. Big Boy. Yeah, that's neat. That was, that was kind of neat, and they now, did a really nice job. On as a service. former Big Boy employee, LB's here, but, you know, did you – do you get nostalgic when you go into those kind of places? Yeah, even though we're going, um, yeah, it, it, they do the old red sauce on the big boy where 
big boy Elby's did the white sauce. Uh, I think I like the white sauce a little bit better, but it was still good. still very good. Um, we didn't get any fudge cake or anything yeah, like well, that. Well, uh, so much. <laughs> it was uh, again. It was pretty good. And then one of the, one of the things that's always seemed to be fav- a favorite now. Uh, we did that pizza party in Barstow, California, uh, where we made arrangements. We picked up I think thirteen pizzas, and um, they gave us a courtyard, and we were able to kind of set up camp outside the hotel there and had a little pizza party, and that that turned out to be pretty. It, nice. it did. It turned out to be good, and turned out turned out to be a lot of fun, and some really neat restaurants. The Big Texan. Uh, I guess it's an iconic restaurant out in that area, and there is a big Texan there uh, if you, out front. Uh, steak dinner there. That was good. I mean, yeah. you know, they, and again, they had it all prepared, ready to go, and it was it was nice. And we started with Charleston's in Oklahoma City, and when we got to Albuquerque, um, that restaurant probably is it, well, it's very close to the hotel, uh, uh, La Combre. Um, that turned out to be uh, a pretty. Uh, pretty good stop as well so we had some really really good meals along the way yeah and and then it was a mixture we had some traditional route 66 diner type places just burgers and no corn dogs this year no corn dogs we had corn dogs last year but <laughs> but traditional burgers and and stuff um and then some really i, I frankly some classy dinners um at uh, several different places so you mm-hmm. say charleston was one particular one um let's talk about some of the stops just for a second i love santa fe I've never been there before. I love Santa Fe. There's a feeling, there's a mood, there's an attitude there. It's not even a 66 attitude. It's just there's something about that town and, and the, the Loretta Chapel with the spiral staircase. And, and it just and, – and it was, it was um, festival weekend when we were there too. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, some neat, neat, neat experiences there. Um, that festival weekend, I know several of us went to Mass there at the, uh, at the cathedral – and they had a, a procession from the Palace of the Governors into the church. And, boy, I tell you, what, that was that was very, very impressive. So we're kind of glad we got to take advantage of that. Um, that spiral staircase at Loretto Chapel, that is amazing, this whole story. Um, it's this perfectly built spiral staircase that the nuns wanted built. And somebody showed up, built it at their own cost, and then just disappeared, never got paid a penny for it and don't know who it was don't know who it was and uh, of course it stands to this day it's gorgeous it, it's uh, it's beautiful yeah so um we did get to spend a little bit of time there in santa fe and uh it all the buildings are kind of that adobe color and um it just it, it it's it looks neat it looks clean and um that was uh, of course they're right there on the santa fe trail we were on three major highways the old highway santa fe trail the turquoise trail and of course route 66 and of course santa fe trail goes right through Santa Fe. So that was kind of a nice stop as well. It, it, it was, and I, I was not anticipating it to be quite as quite what it was. I really I, I really enjoyed uh, Santa Fe. And we, we, we stopped back to food again, a nice French pastry slash restaurant. And we had some you know, yeah. nice lunch, breakfast slash lunch there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that, yeah, that was a nice little addition too. That uh, A bunch of us found that one, I think. We made it all the way through to the Pacific Ocean. Santa Monica Pier. Never been to the Pacific Ocean before, so that was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pier was nice. Weather was great. Uh, it was uh, it was a perfect ending to the trip. Uh, somebody said, "Did you have to go all the way?" Well, you don't have to, but if, if you want to get a picture with the sign that says the "End of the Trail," <laughs> you want to you want to be there. Yeah, uh, um, we're looking at another another trip, and we're trying to make the same decision. Do we do it all? Do we do part of it? It's Route sixty six. I mean, you could do any part of it you, that you want. We were on the 
on the road, I think, was it eight days on the road last time and nine days on the road, not counting the travel day not home. Not counting travel days. Uh, so that's like 17 days. Uh, and we ran into a tour company, and I think they said we did it all in 11 days. They did the whole I think, thing. Yeah, I think they made like three stops. Yeah, I mean, 2,448 <laughs> miles in 11 days. And I, I would probably make it, especially the first part, at least another day um, on that one. So you could, you could do... Um, I don't know, probably two weeks on the first half, two weeks on the second to try to see just about everything. Everything individually, I mean, the food was good, the, the, the stops were good, went to museums, we went to, um, you know, uh, we saw different things. But you know what? I came away more than just, it was more than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. There was an attitude that you feel out there on Route 66 I kept using, as I posted things, the phrase Americana. I felt like it was Americana at its finest. During the, of course, I talk a lot during the, sometimes too much during the, the, the trip. And at one point, um, we, we said, um, there's something special about that route, route, whatever you want to say. But um, the people seem to be a little bit different. Yep. Maybe you don't move quite as fast. Maybe uh, a little bit more caring. Uh, and we said the... Um, Society would have you believe that the bigger, the faster, the shinier was really the way to go. And we said, you know, I'm not sure that the true American culture is on I-40. I think it's more on Route 66. And it was kind of nice sharing that with some of the people who live and, and work along the route. And everybody, with, with one exception, a humorous exception, everybody on the route was very accommodating. And we stopped at Madrid, which is an artist colony. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, it was just, as I understand it, it was just a bump in the road at one point, and then some guy came and started painting pictures there, and then somebody else came and made, and pretty soon they have, it's a thriving artist colony. You have all different kinds of artists there. It was a big event of going on of some kind. They had a big party with tents and, and music mm, yeah. and stuff going on. But uh, we pulled up in front of some guy. Uh, now we got, a, we got a bus with 50 people on it, and it's basically a back road. It's not like, you know, pulling off on I-70 or something. And um, pulled up, and some people got off. I didn't. It was too long a walk for me. I stayed in the bus. But the uh, the owner comes out and says, "Get get out of here! Get out! Get off my lawn! You're 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 blocking me from customers." And I want to say, we got 50 people here. We have 50 customers. <laughs> I don't see anybody in your business, but we got 50 people here. What do you mean we're blocking you from customers? We are your customers. We are your customers. It was human. Artists are just strange people sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, Madrid, that was, a, that was an interesting stop. Uh, the other thing we were able to add on this was kind of a last minute was the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Uh, it's only about an hour north of Williams. Williams, last stop. Williams was the last town that had Route 66 before it was decommissioned. The highway was decommissioned. And they do a really nice job of holding on to the 66 theme as well. But from there, most of the people opted to go ahead and join us uh, on that trip up to the Grand Canyon. And uh, that was that was nice. I've been there a few times, but uh, still, it's always nice to. Yeah, I don't, be I've been there. This would be my this would be my third visit. I, I, I don't care how many times you go. It is majestic. It yeah. is unbelievable. I looked at the pictures that Nancy and I took. And they look like paintings. Yeah, it looks like somebody did a portrait behind us. You know, it, now that can't be. The actual landscape, it just, it, just, it just looks so good. Love the Grand Canyon. And Williams is a great town. I mean, it is a, still a thriving town. I mean, you've got bars and restaurants and taverns, and you've got all kinds of shops. And it was just, it's a great place 
uh, to go. It, and it's it was like really the good. step off for the Grand Canyon Railroad. It, it, the hotel's all there, and we, anytime we go through that area, we love to stay in in Williams. And then uh, Ozzy. Ozzy and the ice cream at the you drop in. <laughs> you drop in. <laughs> always looking for ice cream, though, on these trips. Yes, yeah, we always can find ice cream. I did not, last year when we did the first part of this, and we literally stopped at a couple places that were the um, template for the Disney car show. We saw the, the car that was the template for Tomater and the car show and stuff. I didn't realize until I watched it this time around what an ode to Route 66, the Disney animated movie Cars, really is. It's an ode to Route 66. Yes, it is. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I've seen it once or twice and played it on the trips and stuff like that. But this was perfect to, tr to play it. And I think I noticed a lot more uh, things in the movie. Uh, I know that you drop in that we referred to. Um, it's in the movie. It doesn't say you drop in. It's used as something else. But the architecture is, in the yeah. building is, is in there. So. Yeah, and they actually mention it and some of the other signs and stuff like that. There's a lot of Route 66 in the movie Cars. Bill Bryson from Uniglobal Highway Travel here with us. Now, last year we did the first part of it from Chicago down to Oklahoma City. This year, Oklahoma City out to uh, Santa Monica Pier. So we went all 2,448 miles of, of the road, and it was just a great, great couple of years of experience. Are you going to do it again? Yes, we've had people now that, that maybe jumped in, did the second half, and I said, well, we'd like to do the first half. I think we're going to do in 2025 the first half, and then in 2026, which would be the 100th anniversary of Route 66, do the second half. And several people along the route have said, hey, boy, you got to come then because there's a lot of stuff planned for the 100th anniversary. So that would give us a, another shot at um, the first half in 25. And then the second half with the anniversary, 100th anniversary in 26. Bob, what did you ask me uh, earlier this week, though? You, well, do young people care? Do younger people really care? I mean, is this something that when our generation passes by, we still remember 66, we enjoy but are younger folks going to care? Yeah, I mean, when I was young, I knew about Route 66. Uh, I knew just about everything there was about to know about the the route and how how busy it was and all the businesses but my sons you know at, at 23 and 28 i don't think if if i said route 66 i think they're just going to stare back at me yeah i'm under under 40 i've mentioned it to a few people oh we're gonna and like okay why not route route 82 40? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um so but we grew up with uh, the tv show route you can 60, get your kicks on route the song, 66 the song um the uh, Burma Shave signs along the highway, a lot of that stuff. The old cars, a lot of those people, they, they weren't around when those old cars were out. It's just kind of a, they see them on occasion. But uh, for us, that's still that's still history. And I think that it seemed to be about 40. If you're above 40, you know all about it. If you're under 40, you know, not so much. Well, it was a great trip, and it's a great trip back through time, back to an Americana that isn't around much anymore and maybe – Maybe should be, and, yeah. and that's I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but if you're interested in in doing uh, the the first or second part, sometime over the next couple of years, call Uniglob because you are putting together. Right. I don't know if you have any plans yet, but you're working on it. So absolutely. Now, if you want to do some traveling, um, travel shows coming up. The uh, travel show, right? Uh, that's going to be October 28. It's 12 to 3 at the Highlands Event Center been up there the last couple of years. Uh, Jennifer's done a great job. We've got, I think, 17 or 18 vendors this time. And some people that have normally not been at the show, she was able to 
reach out to them. And um, we're going to have a bunch, bunch of uh, featured vendors uh, at the travel show, as well as this, the talks and some of the new stuff coming out as well. Um, anyway, 12 to 3, October 28th. That's a Saturday. Um, and you just come up, and there will be some presentations. There will be uh, the, the vendors will be there. You can ask questions, pick up flyers, brochures, uh, all that kind of stuff. So if you think, and you'll you'll show, give a little preview of the different things you're doing for next year. Yeah, and we've got a, a mailer uh, a couple of weeks away, but uh, it'll probably go up by the first of October. And uh, information on that will also be uh, serve as a reminder in the in the mailer. So that'll be coming. Um, you have some Christmas trips coming up before the end of the year, though. You got a lot of Christmas trips coming up this year. Uh, yeah, I, a couple of sports trips. Uh, Penguins coming up October thirtieth, and the Steeler game on um, December sixteenth to eighteenth. The game's on the seventeenth, which is Sunday. We don't know what time yet, but uh, Steeler game still has seats, and then the Penguins still has some seats as well on October thirty. The Christmas trips, we have about a half a dozen of those. Um, Nashville, which is always a Every popular year, one. Every year, pretty much do that. Yeah. Yeah, December twelve through sixteen. Um, I've got the Texas trip, and there's only about six seats left on that, and we're going to go to uh, Dallas, stay at the Gaylord Texan, which is really pretty phenomenal, uh, over to Fort Worth. We're going to be at the uh, South Fork Ranch for uh, dinner and a tour. What month is that, Mr. Bryson? That's December 3 to 7. That sounds awesome. I always yes. want to see Texas. Well, four, four nights, two in Dallas, uh, and then we'll make a stop in Waco at the uh, Magnolia um, yeah, I've, yeah, the, the, the HGT, it's not HGTV, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Joanne and uh, the Gaines, yeah, the Gaines. Yeah. Yeah, so but. that's always cool. And then down for two nights, uh, we're staying at the Drury's Hotel on um, the Riverwalk in San Antonio. And that lit up at Christmas time and the tour of the Riverwalk and Alamo and all that. That's, it, it, we did a couple years ago. It was really popular, and we're going to do that one again. But again, I only got about six seats left on that one, so if you're interested in that, give us a call. Holly Dolly Christmas, uh, November 27 to December 1. Dollywood? Dollywood. Uh, the Miracle of Christmas in Lancaster, that's December 3 through 6. We have a trip to the Greenbrier, December 17 to 20. Our New York Express is uh, the weekend of December 1st, Friday night the 1st. Uh, you're in New York on the 2nd, back uh, arriving Sunday morning on the 3rd. And then the holiday pops is on December 17th. I always say around this time of year, if we don't make plan, we being all of us, if we don't make a specific plan to do something during the Christmas season, the season will overwhelm us. Right. We always say, I want to take time for ourselves, but we don't, unless you actually make a plan. So uh, these trips would be great. We're going to do the Greenbrier trip. I'm looking forward to that. My uh, uh, son and daughter-in-law and Teddy went down there last year of Christmas at the Greenbrier. For kids, it was just great. I mean, I saw, it was just a phenomenal and they've got decorations and so on. So make plans. You know, don't don't let Christmas overwhelm you to the point that you don't take time to stop and do something. Right. And there's a lot of stuff out there in the in the world to see about uh, Christmas. So if you're interested, give Unilove a call, 304-232-5171. Stop by their office, the corner of 12th and uh, Market Streets here in downtown Wheeling. And uh, Bill, have a nice European trip. I will do my best. We'll talk. I, I'm guessing we'll talk to Jennifer probably next probably week. Probably next week and the week after. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Nine o'clock, ABC covers the world next. And my China doll down in old Hong Kong waits for my return. I'm Derek Dennis. Stand up! Stand up! 551, five, stand up! And be a pivotal day in the United Auto Workers strike in about